Hello. I'm Emma. I'm Antonella. And this is More Than Meets the Eye. And we're here to help you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens. It's been like two weeks. It feels like it's been like two years. Yeah. Like, I feel like I just like broke my eggshell. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we just like jumped off the face of the earth and we're now like re-emerging. Yeah. Um, when really, we've had worse semesters. Yeah, like I, this is not even that bad and no. I don't know, I think for us, because I think because we were so on top of it, like yeah. from the get-go, like from the start well, of the school year. And from the summer. Yeah, and that's it's, like, true. like a very on top of it summer, very on top of it, like beginning of the semester Mm -hmm. and then now we're in like an every other week basis but (laughs) it's okay like we're still getting it done yeah we are we're still yeah we're still doing it so we're back sorry we're back you missed us we're tired too yeah um i feel like i sound so muffled i know i know the mask we're we're talking with masks as to follow the covid guidelines mm. um and yeah and i feel like the sound is just particularly bad i yeah. feel like i can't talk like I, you don't sound that bad to me okay maybe your like, mask is like thicker. i think my mask is thicker okay <laughs> so we're in a sex podcast we're more than meets the eye we like talk about pretty stuff <laughs> and not pretty stuff because mm-hmm. aesthetic doesn't have to be pretty yeah it can just be a vibe, a feeling, a look. An energy. A sound, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's all those things into one thing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So what are we doing this week? So today we are doing <clears throat> a PCA, which is when we, pop culture aesthetic, which is when we talk about a specific movie album. or an album and or, or a book. We haven't done a book yet. <laughs> I, I, I know, I have to mention it every time. Every week. Every week I have to do Every that. Every week she mentions that we could do a book. But <laughs> There's no book on the schedule. So this week we're talking about a film, mm-hmm. which is called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Yes. 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 I, I'm so, I really loved it. I know. I'm so happy you did. I'm so happy I, you made me watch it because I'm obsessed with it now. The first, so I had heard about it a lot. To talk about like my relationship with this film. Um, I heard about it a lot when it, the year it came out and kind of like the years after it was in Sundance, you know, it was uh, nominated for like the Spirit Awards, which are like independent film awards um, that happen in New York. They're mm-hmm. like kind of like the biggest, I would say, independent um, film award show. Um, I think, what is it called? What it's like a, it's a channel on cable. IFC. Okay. IFC. So independent independent spirit awards. I think they're like an IFC like funds them and like they're shown on IFC mm-hmm. once a year. Anyways, I think that's how I found out about it. I'm not really sure. I thought it was nominated for an Oscar, but apparently it was not. Mm-hmm. Um, should have been. It definitely should have been. But yeah, then I watched it over the pandemic. Actually, like with my parents, which was like a rough watch at first, mm-hmm. but then it like paid off well. Um, and I was like totally just like in love with it. Just like, oh my god, like. It, it's so, like, layered, and I feel like that's what works the best about it. Yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah, on the surface, it just, something very just appealing, like, the visuals of the whole thing. Like, I feel like it's so, I don't know, it's a weird word, but, like, it's very smooth. Like, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because it's, like, very much a noir. Yeah. And noirs are, like, classically smooth movies. Like, if you see, like, the classic noirs, like, they're supposed to be very, like, like, something's happening, but a lot of the time it seems like nothing's happening. But, like, it's got, like, a yeah. very convoluted plot. Yeah, that for sure. So, yeah, I never see. I didn't know what this movie was. Mm-hmm. So, this was just a total... I I just went into it without reading the plot. Like, I don't even know if you mentioned to me, like, what it was about. No, like, you didn't say not. anything. So, I was, like, I just started watching it. I don't even know it was <laughs> Iranian either. Yeah. So, like, I was, like, oh, like... Um, so it's, like, not in English. That's cool. And I kind of had a feeling, because I feel like you always recommend films that aren't in English. So I was like, okay. Don't watch that many films Yeah, (laughs) as, like, as you should. Um, and so I was totally, um, not expecting, like, the plot or, like, what was going to happen. Which I think is, like, kind of amazing. I love that. It was a total surprise. And, yeah. I actually went into it knowing there was, like, a vampire part to it. Which, that's, like, a huge spoiler. So, like, if... This this episode's gonna be a spoiler of this movie, so I recommend watching the movie. Yeah. Stopping here. Yeah, please. Stop. Go watch the movie. So worth it. So, so worth, worth the it. hour and forty minutes that it yeah, is. Yeah, it's really good. Like I genuinely like it's like 
the first movie in a long time that I like genuinely enjoyed. Like yeah. I haven't really like had a a top movie in a while. Since Parasite. Like that since yeah. Parasite, I think. So it's got the the also um genre bending thing that Parasite has where it's like you can't say it's this. It's not a thriller. It's not a romance. It's all of that. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. Like, it's got so much going on. That's what I think. Yeah, that's what I think I love about it because I don't think it's it's specifically a horror movie, specifically a scary movie either, which I feel like a lot of vampire movies mm-hmm. are. So I think it was cool about it. Um, it's kind of artsy. It's artsy. Yeah. It's a little edgy, a little artsy. Yeah. Um, I told Livia to watch it like immediately. Right. I was like, Livia, you have to watch it. I don't think she did. She just listened to me, but like, Livia's her sister, by the way. Yeah, so I want her to watch it. So, Levi, if you're listening, stop listening and go watch it. Watch it. it. No, really? really Watch it. It's so good. Yeah, and Um, it's definitely, like, underrated because I didn't hear about it, so. Totally. Everything Anna Lily Amipour has done is, like, very underrated because she had another film. I haven't seen it, but the only thing I know is that Keanu Reeves is in it, and I'm like, sign me up. Where where do I watch this? (laughs) Because, like, I like the director. Yeah. I love the Keanu. Like, come on. <laughs> love the Keanu. Um, so, yeah, it was directed by Anna Lily Amirpour. Amirpour. She's Iranian-American. She's Iranian. She's actually born in England. Mm-hmm. So she's, like, British-born, British. British Iranian-American yeah. filmmaker, screenwriter. And uh, this movie came out in 2014. Yes. Um... And also, the the film itself is actually also, like, Iranian-American because they speak in Farsi, um, which is, like, the Persian language, and but it's actually filmed in California. I thought that but, was so interesting because yeah. I didn't even realize that watching the movie, but, like, it makes sense. I guess, yeah. like, the... I don't know. I've never been to Iran, but, like, I could... It's supposed to... It looks... I... Okay, sorry. Backtracking real quick. I actually, like have watched Iranian films since I was, like, in high school, but, like, not too deep, but I, like, have had a few films in high school that I watched that were Iranian films that were really good. And if you don't know this already, the Iranian film industry is, like, huge. Like, completely unexpectedly, from a Westerner's point of view, huge. Like, it's a film is very important in Iran. Um, and you don't realize that until you start to, like, look into film in Iran. And I took a class here at BU and watched, like, literally so many, like, Persian films, like, just an incredible amount. And I know, like, so much about Iranian film now, but now I'm not, like, an expert, but, like, I got a lot from that class, and it was, like, one of my favorite professors. Anyways, um, I also have never been to Iran, but I feel like those films, like, gave me a good idea of, like, what it looks like. And this film totally looks like it's, like, in Iran. I think it's also, like, the style she uses to film it is similar to, like, Iranian, like, film. Um, also mixed with, like, Western-style filmmaking, yeah. but it's really... It does look like Iran. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get the idea of, like, the mixed kind of, like, filming style. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, um, like, the the genre of the movie is, feels very kind of, like, Western mm-hmm. film-like. You know, like, noir, you yeah. were saying. Um, they, uh, they, they categorize it as a spaghetti Western. Yeah. Which I didn't know what that term was. Um, which is spaghetti kind of Yeah. Oh, okay. So spaghetti westerns are in the kind of like 50s to 70s, but I think mostly the 70s. Um, the there was like a big boom in western film popularity, and so what they did was like they, western as in like wild wild west. west. Yeah, wild <laughs> west. But what they did is they actually filmed most of them in Italy, and so they're called spaghetti westerns because they're westerns filmed in Italy. <laughs> That's literally why they're called spaghetti westerns. But they're also, like, the cheesy westerns. But it has to do with being filmed in Italy. Yeah, and also just, like, the typical, like, structure of, like, a vigilante Mm -hmm. character, like, kind of anti-hero situation and, like, you know. Well, that's, like, the western vibe. Yeah. Yeah, Or the noir vibe. Yeah, yeah, like, that's, like, the typical structure of it, but it's filmed in a more, like, Iranian way. Yeah. Yeah, especially, like, even just the cinematography, you could take a look at, like, um, Abbas Kiarostami's uh, cinematography and like compare it to this and there's definitely like she has her influences from Iranian film it's a noir um, because it, it also has like a femme fatale and femme fatale is like a super popular um, character in noir films which means that she's like this female anti-hero that like maybe uses femininity but like her being female is like a part of like her ultimate demise you know mm-hmm Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she's like a two-in-one character, basically. Yeah. Except for she doesn't really have a demise. 
Yeah. Spoiler. Well, we can get into that. Yeah. We should maybe give like a summary. We always kind of go off with the yeah, summary. Yeah. Like, well, so I had an idea. Okay. So my idea was, I want you to give me a three word summary. Oh, okay. Um, let me think about this. Do you have one already? So I have one that Wikipedia gave me, but I don't want to stick with it. This is just Wikipedia called it an Iranian vampire western. And I feel like that's very accurate, but it doesn't really describe the plot. It describes, like, what the film is. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't rewatch the whole thing, because mm-hmm. I watched it kind of recently. But I watched it as much as I could before mm-hmm. coming here. Well, Alright, three-word summary. Um, you didn't give one yet. Okay, <laughs> I know, because I didn't think through! Um, a girl skateboard vampire. Vampire girl skateboarding. Okay. Um, oh, but there's like a love story. Too. Yeah. Um, boy, boy <laughs> meets vampire. That's three. Boy meets vampire. Wait, how many do I need? Three. Three. Boy meets vampire. Okay. So now that you know the movie, we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> now that you understand the intricate plot of this entire one hour, 40 minute film. Okay. How about give me like one sentence for like the beginning? Okay. So. There's this guy named Arash. Mm-hmm. He has a heroin addicted father mm-hmm. who owes money to this drug lord. Who gets um, his finger bitten off by a vampire. Yes. That's the opening. That's the opening. That's... I didn't know it was a vampire film, so I was extremely <laughs> shocked to like watch his finger. I was like, no, like this. Well, okay. This is, this is so, it yeah. was so gory. I was like, help. <laughs> yeah. It like connects to an earlier scene where like a prostitute. Also puts this guy's finger in her mouth. This is like PDR. This is R. Um, it's actually an R-rated film, but what we're discussing is like PG-13. But anyway, this prostitute puts this pimp's finger in her mouth, and then later on, he like meets the vampire girl yeah, and mirrors that. Yeah, she also puts his finger in her mouth, and then she bites it off, and right. it's like, damn, <laughs> like yeah. we really needed that. Um, after yeah. watching him be a jerk to like literally everybody. Oh. Yeah, well, he's set up as, like, the, the main villain at first. Yeah. This drug lord named uh, Hassad? Hussein? Saeed. Saeed, okay. Yeah. Saeed. Um, and so we see him in this one scene where he kind of, you know, he's with a prostitute. He mm-hmm. treats her very terribly. Uh, the prostitute's name is Ati because mm-hmm. she's, like, and it becomes an important character as well. And I love how she really doesn't until, like, more than halfway through the film. Like, an hour into the film, she becomes important all of a sudden. Yeah, because I don't think she's presented as, like, being, like... She's introduced. She's introduced, but, yeah. but she's not, like... You're not really thinking about her. Like, you're still thinking yeah. about, like, Arash, Arash who's the main and, yeah. boy, and then, like, um, Saeed and... The girl. And the girl. Yeah. And so that's when we're first introduced to the girl, yeah. when we see her image disappear. And that's, like, the first tick I got, oh. that it was going to get a little bit creepy, because she kind of just so appears cool. in the parking lot while he's... Being kind of like abusive to this prostitute. Well, she like it gives him, he does she does a favor for him. Yeah, um, like a grown up favor. <laughs> then like, but after he's been like a total jerk to her. Yeah. Um, and then he's like he sees the girl like who it's really cool because they use like the hijab in like a really interesting way as like um they use it I'm sure there's a word for like a longer version of one that like. But she has, like, a cloak connected to her hijab. And, like, it makes her look, like, kind of spooky. It's really, like, an interesting use of, like, this cultural, like, yeah. um... Vampire cape. Yeah. Like, like fit for specifically for this um, Iranian vampire yeah, like, yeah. girl. Like, I think... It, I love that they, like, they did that. Because it works it's so well. So, it's so good. Like, she has just, like, the perfect outfit. We're going to into, like, costumes later. But, yeah. Uh, so... Good. so I don't want to get too bogged down in, like, the plot. The details. We always do that. (laughs) We always do that. So then eventually, um, so the drug lord is killed by the vampire. Um, Arash eventually takes on selling drugs because of this. And it goes to, he is now, like, kind of um, a drug dealer. He actually, like, is at a party and he tries these drugs. And so this is when he actually runs into the girl which she doesn't have a name. She's just called the girl, the girl in the yeah. movie, the vampire. Vampire and, girl. 
that's when they meet and they kind of have an instant connection. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, you're kind of like, oh, is she going to kill him? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, no, don't kill him. They really, like, string out you thinking that she's going to kill him, too. Yeah. And you already, like, are like, oh, my God, Arash. Like, I love Arash. Yeah. um, Yeah, they make you think she's going to kill him for so long. And because she's so weird to him. She's like, because I feel like upon watching it a second time, what they do really well is she's kind of in this confused state where she's like, this is, like, some random guy seems like he could probably be a jerk but then like he's actually like kind of sweet to her he's like i won't hurt you like right um and then she kind of is like oh like i'm gonna protect this guy now rather than like leaving him to like pass out or like literally like eating him (laughs) yeah because i mean he's like high on drugs at this point but like yeah i know i because i think at that point also someone who just who doesn't who watched it for the first time and didn't really know her intentions, you don't kn- you don't exactly connect that she is, like, kind of an anti-hero or, like, she's mm-hmm. trying to protect the prostitute in any way. Like, yeah. not necessarily. Like, I I think she – I kind of just assumed she ate people and, like, didn't really have a certain, yeah. like, preference at all. So I kind of just think, assumed. I think it's a mix of both. Yeah. I, I didn't get, like, all the way through the movie this time, but I think – she protects her prostitute because she doesn't think the prostitute's actually done anything wrong. Mm. And all the people she, like, goes for are people who have, like, done anything wrong. Except yeah. for that one homeless guy that she did things. I think she just needed to eat. Right. Right. So. Sorry. No, I, no. I just think it's also an interesting comment on, like, the more time she spends there, the more everyone there she kind of, like, learns to, like, understand. So, like, at first she's like, oh, I'll kill everybody. You know, she threatens a child. Um. And then as she's there longer, she's, like, less willing to just kill the people there, which is, yeah, you know, it's an interesting comment on, like, really getting to know people. I agree with that, definitely. Yeah, she becomes, like, less menacing, like, yeah. as the movie goes on, and, like, partially because we get to know her more, but also I think she is, like, becoming more forgiving or, like, yeah. less cold-hearted in a way. So... So I, then... Yeah. Um, um, so her and Arash like go back to her house and she kind of like oh I was gonna skip over that but yeah but they yeah have, like, they have a moment together yeah. they connect yeah we can skip over that it's just like it's a really beautiful like we'll, we'll talk about it more when we talk about like the lighting and like yeah that. we'll get into that You're because right. it's like the way it's shot is really beautiful but like plot wise it's not super important they just yeah. like dance weirdly you're right she together. does run into the little boy oh it's after this okay. yeah um and she like the little boy like she like threatens the little boy and is like are you a good boy? And he's like, yes. And she's like, don't lie to me. And then the little boy's kind of like, what's going on? And then she's like, literally is like, so scary towards him. Yeah. I was really, like, I was scared. I was like, no, the little boy (laughs) didn't do anything wrong. Well, I know. The little boy becomes like menacing later, but. Yeah, well. (laughs) Um, And so then she takes the skateboard and I love, this is a very specific scene, but I love this, the scene where she's just like on the skateboard and Mm -hmm. like rolling on the street yeah and it's like dead silent and it's kind of she just looks kind of like sweet yeah. like she's just like on the skateboard i don't know she kind of looks badass too, yeah she's like got her cape behind mm-hmm. her I love um, that scene. also fun fact um on your poor is like skateboarding is like one of her things so she actually was the one on the skateboard during a lot of the skateboard shots oh yeah that's so interesting right isn't that cool? I love that so much. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, so... We find out that there's a connection between Arash's father and Ati, the prostitute. Um, they have, like... They don't really clarify it at the beginning, but they have, like, a former relationship, kind of. Uh, and, yeah, she, like, follows the, the father around, too. Yeah. So, yeah, there's kind of a... The father, yeah, so he is still, you know, going through withdrawals and stuff, and he treats the prostitute also very terribly. Mm. And um, at the same time, Arash and the girl, like, have a more developed relationship. Like, they meet up again. Yeah. And so... He pierces her ears. He pierces her ears. (laughs) Yeah. Which reminds me of, like, the scene in... um, What's it called? Um, what's the Wes Anderson film called? Oh, oh, um, um Moon, Moon, Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom. We did an episode on that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and 
so uh, the father meets up with the prostitute and he like pays for a night with her, I guess. Or like, I don't even know if he pays, but. This is where I had to stop watching, but yeah. And so then that's when the girl comes in and um, kills Arash's father. Mm. And. But doesn't kill the prostitute. But doesn't kill the prostitute because she's been protecting the prostitute. She's been looking after her. She actually met the prostitute earlier. Yeah. And they like talked. I, I don't know if she's been protecting the prostitute particularly, but she's like, oh, I've been, like, watching you or whatever. I think it's because she's just been watching everybody at night. She's a vampire. She doesn't sleep. Yeah. So what, is, what else is she supposed to do? Um, but, yeah, she's been, like, keeping an eye on what the prostitute does, and they kind of talk about it. Um, but, like, the prostitute doesn't know she's a vampire. She thinks, like, the girl wants to be uh, a prostitute, too, and it's, like, funny. Yeah, yeah. But it's, we, yeah, so. it's No, it's funny because, like, um, Ati is like appears older than mm-hmm. the girl, so because the girl is probably like supposed to be twenty four, like in her mid twenties, yeah. say, and like Ati is like older, like in her thirties or probably she's pushing forty, yeah. pushing forty. So like she kind of looks at her like, oh, like this little girl is like following me, like uh-huh. what, what does she want? So they have like kind of a moment together, and like that's when Ati realizes that, like, oh, like, like what is. Who is like? What is yeah. this girl like? What is she Where, doing? She? Like she's. We also learn more about Ati in that moment, though. Yeah, which is, like really important. So, um, so Arash's father is killed by the vampire, mm-hmm. and then Arash discovers uh, his father's body, not knowing that yeah. she was killed by a vampire. He doesn't even know that the girl is a vampire. They haven't had that. No, yeah, discussion. Does she? She doesn't. She doesn't, which is kind of funny. And so then he's kind of in distress, and he asks the girl to run away with him. Uh-huh. She's hesitant. She's hesitant. And eventually she does, um, like, kind of pack up her things, and they go. But there's that one moment where, like, he realizes that she, like, had – I don't know if he realizes that she killed the father. She has the cat. But she has the cat, his father's cat, that he – that was last with – like his father's yeah. he was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um i i know i i remember watching that i don't really remember what happened but i remember watching it the first time and thinking that their relationship was gonna go sour and i was like no yeah but then he like it doesn't it doesn't which is like he i think he like acknowledges that like oh like she killed him but like it doesn't bother him in a way yeah, he also like his father was being really trash to him. His so. father, like, honestly, like, needed to go. Like, <laughs> being on it. Like, I don't know how to put it. But, like, he was, like, a weight on him. Like, yeah. he had to take care of his drug-addicted father. Like, it it was, like, why he owed so much money. He, like, it mm. made him lose his car. Like, he, he got get, his car back. Yeah, he got his car back eventually. But, uh, because Saeed stole his car, and then Saeed got his finger bitten off. And yeah. also just, like, killed, killed. by the vampire. Yeah. Um, the so finger getting back. cut off didn't kill him, but, like, yeah. the... She did more damage. She did more damage <laughs> after that. Um, so eventually, like, the last scene is, like, Arash and the girl, like, in the car, like, driving, driving away. With the cat, right? With the cat. And I love the cat is just, like, a featured being in the whole movie. I'm always, like, a little bit scared when there's, like, animal. a main animal. Because I yeah. feel like there's always, like, some kind of, like, animal death or, yeah. like, animal abuse. Yeah, the just... animal has to, like, die or something. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like, animals just exist sometimes. I know. know. Like, we don't have to, like, make it, like, a major, like, violent plot point. Or, like, the characters just, like, forget about the animal. Yeah. And then it's like, where did that animal go? Like, does nobody care about the animals? Well, yeah. That's what I'm what? saying. Like, there could be, like, some, like, major <laughs> disaster or storm. Like, okay, so where's the, the family cat? Yeah. Like, that's what I want to yeah, know. Where's, where's the dog? Where's the dog? Where's like, where the does... snake? Come on. Yeah. Like, oh. it always, it causes me distress. Yeah. Like, in the back of my head, like, where's the animal? Yeah. But... Also, for context, this is coming from two vegans, so. Yeah. That's true. But. Yeah. Another fun fact is the cat actually wasn't intended to be part of the film. But, oh. like, uh, Amir Poor kind of was like, hey, this cat works. So then it became, like, a whole... Like, it wasn't written into the script. But the cat... Oh, it was that the cat was such a good actor um, that Amir Poor wanted the cat in the movie. Which, that cat is a very good actor. There's that Great. whole... Wonderful actor. <laughs> there's that whole shot of when the dad is, like like, screaming at the cat because it's, like... He thinks that it's his dead wife's eyes. 
like in the cat. Yeah, like He's reincarnated like, into yeah. the cat or something. Yeah, and the cat is so good in the thing because like there's a close-up shot and the cat's just like looking around evilly, and then it like backs up and the cat is like freaking out because he's like, "Why is this old man yelling at me?" Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> And, well, because the start of the film is, like, with the cat, basically. Like, mm. it's in, like, the first scene, basically. And it's also, he's also in the last scene, too. Yeah. And Vena. Yeah. Oh, my God, you're right. That's a great word. Um, Anthus Vena means, like, um, for our non-English nerds, um, it means, like, the thing. And if you didn't have Mrs. Meek for eighth grade <laughs> English, um, it means just, like, the, it's, like, a two-headed snake. So it means the story, like, ends at a similar point to where it starts. Yeah, like a similar image, kind of like the same image, but like there's some connecting connection between the beginning and the end. I think it was such a great a feature because the movie has such a little dialogue that like a cat just staring into the camera like fits mm. well with the rest of it. Like the girl herself just is also like someone just stares yeah. into the camera. So oh my gosh, okay, I remember what was tripping me up about after the girl and Orash like dance together in her basement. There's, like, a really cool disco ball. But anyways, right after that, it's the the third gender person dancing with the balloon. And I was like, what is happening? But it also, like, fits. Like, I forgot about that scene. Well, that same person is at the very beginning of the film. Yes. Which I thought was interesting because we never really hear a backstory on this non-binary person. Yeah. And... I thought that's where I thought the film would focus on actually because I didn't know anything about it and they're yeah. like in the first scene too. So I thought it maybe be commentary on like gender or something, but like Which it kinda it has it kinda is has points about gender, especially with our lovely vampire. Yeah, um, so that's true, it it is. So And even Otzi. Yeah. Otzi like, is kind of like a character that stands out as like being different from like her gender norm, despite being like a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so that was like the the summary of the movie, yeah. which we thankfully did in less time than we normally do. I feel like we talked about enough stuff at the beginning so that like we summarized it in less than half an hour. Yeah. Which, remember when we watched Par- when we talked about Parasite and we summarized it in an hour and a half? Yeah, that was fun. So the overall aesthetics of this movie. Let's get well, first into of it. all something you can com- like everyone completely forgets about is that it's literally in black and white, like. You notice it at first, and then, like, by the time the movie ends, you're like, wait, that was in black and white? Like, you just totally forget that it was. You're right. I wasn't even, like, thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember rewatching it and being like, wait, this whole movie's in black and white? Because I just didn't remember it being in black and white. I'm, like, replaying the scenes in my head, and I think I'm, like, adding color to yeah. them or something, because it's... and But also, I think it's the fact that it doesn't need color, no. because... Half the movies is filmed at night, yeah. first of all. So, like, I don't think, like, I think the color, like, is not even noticeable, even yeah. if it was in color. And, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's totally, but it's also, like, um, they do a really good job of all the costumes, all the makeup, all the scene decoration, like, the prod design is very um, dynamic. So that, like, it's not, like, I mean, the quality of, like, the black and white is amazing, but it's, like, um, and I, I never, I, you know, I love black and white films, so, like, I don't mind watching something in black and white. Um, I actually like watching black and white movies, but I feel like they do such a good job of, like, making all the, like, differences between one color and another color so clear that it really, like, makes you feel like you're just watching, like, something in color. Yeah, it's so important. Like, also, just the characters have very distinct looks that don't, like, get lost yeah. in, in black and white, I feel like color is usually used to like represent a character but like you can't use that in this film so there still is a distinction and a distinct like look for each character which is nice it's so like every single character like totally their own thing going on like but they all work together well which is like crazy but Mm -hmm. i feel like that also makes it feel more like realistic because they all like kind of have their own look I don't know. I, maybe yeah. the black and white, like, unifies it, too. I think, that's, yeah, that definitely helps. Yeah, it doesn't feel, like, maybe more like a like a film where it's very costumey or anything mm-hmm. or, like, you know, like, it, it does feel realistic. Yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah, the cinematography. Yes. Incredible. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Cinematography. Very cinnamony, a little bit of nutmeg. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we mentioned it. I think it's got that good blend between, like, 
Western um, dynamicism, but also like Iranian influence. Um, I think something like the handheld shots are a little more Western, but I think like the more like cinematic stuff is like definitely like typical of Iranian cinema. Mm, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a lot of like minimalistic shots yeah. and very just like like a lot of the wide shots, super just nothing kind of like in the scene except for like one character standing there like very beautiful well that's that's the western part of it and then the the noir part of it is like the very shadow based shots where like a shadow is like most of the shot and like that's what makes it so i was in love love. there was the one bathtub scene um, Uh where she's in the bath i was just so obsessed with that um set up where she's kind of only her face is like kind of not in shadow but the rest of the bathroom is so beautiful i think my i don't know i love the skateboarding scene that's such a good that's such a good shot but i also love the scene when they're when orash and the girl are like in her room and they're just like they're literally in one the right third of the the screen and like the rest of it is just like her wall and like the lights and they're like leaned up against each other and it's just such a good it's that moment where you're finally where you're like she's finally gonna like bite him like like she's gonna like eat him and then she doesn't instead she just like places her head against him and it's like oh it's so it's so cute like it's so yeah and music playing too yeah it's one of those moments that makes it like oh this has romance in it too like damn yeah no there's definitely there's a sense of like kind of thrill in that moment but also like it's it's very vibey too because there's like kind Mm -hmm. of some like techno music playing in the background yeah. and then like yeah so it's kind of like scary but also like there is still like a feeling of romance so i also cool. love the shot where she's putting on her makeup before going to like kill the pimp and she like does this super thick eyeliner and like puts her lipstick on really poorly but it's it's kind of funny but it's like such a good like it's just so it's looking down at her a little bit but it's like very close to her too it's a good shot and like the dramatic makeup i think shows up so well in the black and white yeah. so it's just you know it's not like a lip tint like she's full-on wearing like a like a lipstick yeah so it shows up super like it's definitely intentional so that it would look nice on camera too so you can tell liquor's also a very like kind of edgy grungy vibe yeah. to this whole movie too um she, yeah totally gives it that also like the i don't know her basement like she's kind of like a grungy femme fatale like she's definitely the least feminine of the women in this film and i think that's so perfect Mm -hmm. you know yeah she's super she wears like i mean she wears like one outfit the whole movie Mm -hmm. um and it's just like pants and a shirt cute outfit too like she has like heads and like baggy jeans and a striped shirt yeah the black and white striped shirt yeah Uh, in my head it's blue and white even though it's like a black and white movie i see it as black and white that's so funny and her very short, like, bob. So cute. Love I love it. that haircut. <laughs> you can pull that off. Are you, are you pull it off right I, now. But I don't have the same face. Like, I couldn't mm. do her exact haircut because I don't have, like, the same face shape. So, like, it would work. I like my haircut now a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's short hair works for you. It's different. Um, uh. Yeah, but she's she's great. I love Arash's look. Yeah. Um, let's talk about yeah, let's talk about um costumes. Because we kinda talked about the girls. Um he just wears like a white t shirt, blue jeans kind of. He's got look. a James Dean vibe, which is yes. exactly that blue jeans, white yes. shirt. But also blue he's got jeans. the what? Turn around and my heart. But it was like James Dean blue blue Okay. Um Yeah. And like a pompadour. The, the pompadour with the leather jacket. Like he's got a very fifties, like mm-hmm. James Dean vibe, and it's he's. I think he's adorable. He's dreamy. Um, yeah, but he's also like totally ripped, which is like a great combination. Um, but he's just like a great like. I think he's a great male lead though, because you also get like this sense of like kind of goofiness to him, where he's like a little boyish. Yeah, yeah, definitely has that vibe. He doesn't feel like a leading man, even though he kind of looks like one. You know. Yeah, because he doesn't feel like aggressive, like a um an aggressor or anything where like he yeah where he feels like a, a different from saeed who like is the aggressor yeah. in this film so there's a clear distinction between that Saeed, Saeed. Um, 
And this both Saeed's look too. But yeah, anyway. he's a, a very distinct look. The tattoos are so yeah cool. He's got like well, I love the sex tattoo on his <laughs> neck. He has a tattoo on his neck that literally just says sex in like stick letters. It's <laughs> awful, but it works so, it's so well. Yeah. And he literally just wears like a white beater and like I imagine it to be like a blue velvet tracksuit. Like it's really like just like a tracksuit. Like he looks like a pimp. Yeah, I don't know, like a typical pimp and his drug lord. He's got, like, crazy neck tattoos. I think his hair is, like, interesting. I can't really remember. Something with this film is, like, I don't know the time period. Yes. Which is so funny. Like, I yeah. I think at the beginning, I, I first assumed that it was, like, very retro. Like, we're talking, mm-hmm. like, 50s. Because you first see Arash, and, like, his look seems yeah. super retro. Also, his car is, yeah. like, I don't, I don't know cars, but, like, his car is retro. Well, it's clearly an older car. Yeah, an older car. But I think... What she does is she places all these characters in different time periods. So I feel like Arash is, like, 50s. I feel like the girl is, like, a 60s, like, late 60s. Because yeah. she kind of has, like, an Audrey Hepburn look to her, too. She does. Um, like, like, 60s, 70s kind yeah. of look. I feel like the Ati is, like, maybe, like, like kind of just, like, your 80s prostitute. Like, mm. like, she's got, like, a very just, like, tropish prostitute outfit. Like, she's got, like, her... Very traditional, yeah. What is the, um... Like trench coat. She's got like a trench coat and high heels and like a scarf around her head. And it just yeah, it feels like kind of like a tropey, like prostitute look. Um, and Saeed looks like he's from the nineties, you know, like right out of the nineties. It's really interesting. Yeah, there's like really no clues as to like what time period they're living I think it's in. Contemporary. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be yeah. Oh, and the the princess. What's her name? Um, it's like. Shadad or something, but um, she... Her name is Shayda. Shayda? Okay. She has, like, a 2000s look. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really with her little costume at the Halloween party. I agree. The Halloween party, like, to me, felt like a very early 2000s, like, club yeah. scene. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's why I was, like, confused. I was like, wait, first of all, when was this movie even filmed? Because I was, like, it was very confused, like, what time period it was. But I think it also just emphasizes that um, the town that they're in, which is, like, coined, like, bad city yeah. by, by the girl, is just supposed to be, like, kind of, like, out of time and just mm. very, like, separated in a I way. That, yeah. Um, it's a very weird location. But. I think it's actually called Bad City. Like, that's the name of the town. Like, quote, quote, I don't know if there is a bad city in Iran, but, like, I think, like, it's just, like, this fictional town that, like, they all are aware of living in. I think that's what you said, but to me it sounded like you said, like, she coined it. Bad City, but I think, like, it is Bad City. Okay, like, by everyone known yeah. as Bad City? Okay. Yeah. Which is funny that that's, like, its name. It's, like, ironic. I think it's supposed to be ironic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. like, supposed to be very, like, obvious. Like. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, I live in Bad City. Like, what do you, when he's, like, high on ecstasy, he's like, I live in Bad City. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Um, so, like, the, the town is just meant to see, like, feel very just kind of um, barren mm-hmm. and... Like, not a lot is going on, yeah. and, like... No, it's, like, how can all this, like, tomfoolery happen when, like... <laughs> it's, like, this. there's nothing going on in this town. It was very, like, so empty. Like, none of the streets are ever, like, busy. Like, mm-hmm. everything is always so desolate and yes. just... Isn't there, That's like, the a Westie. ditch of, like, dead people? Is that what I yeah! saw? I was so there thrown is. off. <laughs> it's, like, this unexplained ditch of dead people. I was, like, are yeah. we going to go into that no. at all? No. Which is, like, in the first scene, too. So, like, yeah. it just tips you off that, like, this is, like, a kind of a weird place. Yeah. It's a bit of a weird place. Just kind of a weird film, but, like, in the best way possible. You're not in, like, very obvious ways. No. But just, like, in the details. You're, like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. No. But it's okay. But it's okay. There's also just, like, oil, like, power plants mm-hmm. or, like, I don't know, pumping oil drills or something yeah. around the whole city. Well, my favorite scene is where Arash is, like, well, first of all, when he meets the vampire, this is a really funny, irony, like, ironic moment. He's dressed up as a Drac- as Dracula for the Halloween party, and he meets the girl, and he's like, I'm Dracula. And then she's like, get, like, she, he's, like, high on ecstasy, so he has no idea what's going on, but she gives him this look, like, what? <laughs> like, do you know that I'm, a, she's, I, it's like a mix of, do you know I'm a vampire, and, like, are you Okay. Um, he, like, shows yeah. her his, like, fake fangs, which is so ironic because yeah. she, like, has real, has real fangs. fangs. 
Um, but he leaves a note on our door later, and he's like, you can get the power plant, um, Dracula, like, he signs with Dracula, because they don't know each other's names, which is, like, it's cute, but then when they meet, he, like, brings her hamburgers, which I also think is ironic, because, like, she can't eat food, she's, like, a vampire, and that's where they pierce her ears, but I, I love that moment, and I love when they're, like, talking about the song, and he's like, oh, a sad song, sad songs are so, like, they do so much for you. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, no, that scene that is so cute because yeah. it just, it's all these like sweet little moments like, uh-huh. oh, like piercing your ears together, eating burgers together, so she, like listening to music on the yeah. radio. Like she doesn't like, she pretends she doesn't want anything to do with it. Cause I feel like she doesn't want him to find out the truth. She doesn't want like him to get hurt. So she's like, why are, like, why are you meeting? Like, I don't want a hamburger. Like go away from me. <laughs> but he just like keeps like, like trying and being like oh here like let yeah. me pierce your ears or he doesn't say let me pierce your ears she's like pierce my ears now but he like gives her earrings i don't know it's just a cute it's, it's a, a cute very cute scene. moment yeah just mm-hmm. like a little like rom-com moment yeah. like within this film but kind of like a weird rom-com moment yeah like, they're weird characters yeah yeah no they are weird characters like they're not the typical characters in a rom-com movie at all no. like <laughs> he's like a drug dealer she's a vampire yeah like it's a great combo yeah so i just i love that little twist on it um and no i think the also like the industrialness of it gives it like that Mm. grungy aesthetic too like just like i there's also a scene with like you see all like the smokestacks which is like looked very beautiful actually like the way they filmed it well there's one shot another one of my favorite shots is like a western shot and it's really like just the very very tops of like a bunch of power lines and then just like the sky like the rest of the like most of the frame more than more than two-thirds of the frame is like the sky and it's just this really great shot like i feel like what works so well about this movie is like the combination of a really good storyline plus like really like stunning cinematography that really makes you go like whoa like just like gets you into the mood of it Mm -hmm. you know like such like a bleak town otherwise like Mm. made so beautiful on screen um yeah that's me on notes if you have anything else we can talk about music yes we can talk about music i did not do enough research i mean i didn't really do research on the music but there is i feel like a very important like music is an important part of this movie like it's used so well in this film also just like in interesting ways I think it's pretty much all music in Farsi. I do have another point I wanted to make, though. Is that, I think there's also, we were talking about cinematography influences, so it was, like, Western and, like, Iranian influences. I think there's also, like, a hint of Bollywood influence as well. Because that one scene where he's had ecstasy, and, like, they're at the party, and he's, like, like, really tripping, and, like, everything looks so, like, beautiful, and, like, the princess, um, Shada has, like, this moment where she, like, turns around, and it's, like, her hair flips it's like super dramatic but it like along with the music it just felt like very bollywood influence like i haven't seen that kind of stuff in iranian films so like it seems more like a bollywood type thing so i thought that was like a cool Mm -hmm. like little insert of like bollywood you know yeah it's like one of the few scenes that like has music because it's used very like specifically i feel like throughout the film well then also the scene where they're dancing together they're dancing together in the first time we hear music is when the girl is introduced. Yes. Which is, like, very striking. I just remember, like, the music coming oh, yeah. on. And I was like, oh, like, this is, like, there's music in this film. Like, well, the music is used very literally. So it's, like, it's never used non-literally. It's never, like, a emotional device. It's always, like, you're in a room and there's music on. And that's when it, like, it works both as, like, a function of reality yes. and a function of, like, emotional device. But it's, like, in a different way. Like, if not, there's no, like, um... <sighs> yeah. Alexander Desplat soundtrack in the background. You know, that's not one of it. Yeah, no, it's never background music. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's the characters are listening to the music yeah. too, kind of thing, which is really nice. And, and like, turned it on in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And that, like, I love that you can tell that the vampire, like, that's such a part of her character that she loves music. Like, yeah. you're immediately told that because, like, in her house, there's like the Bee Gees mm-hmm. posters, Madonna posters, like Michael Jackson. She, Michael Jackson. Like, she has like her little All turntable. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, 
she, there's like this techno music playing when we first see her and like she's putting on her makeup mm-hmm. like you can tell it's very important to her which is like oh, such not a... the first time music is used yeah yeah okay. also when i watched it with my parents my mom like literally was naming every poster on her wall she was like oh that's from madonna's this thing and that's from like this and i was like okay <laughs> we get it i love that like I love that little like feature of her character though. Like it's yeah. it's kind of like sweet. Like oh like well, like it very human. It humanizes. It her. humanizes her so much. It's like oh here she like grew up. You know like she had a childhood. She had like a teenagerhood. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, interesting is that apparently um the director Anna Lily um, Amirpour was also a DJ. Oh. So like she also like she's so cool. She's so cool. Like she also skateboards. I didn't know that. Know. So she like does everything. Um. So like, I, like, way to show off, Anna. Yeah, yeah like, okay. Um, so she, like, music is very important to her films, obviously. That makes sense, because in her her film following this, she, like, one of the, the notes that she said is that it has a really good soundtrack. <laughs> so I was like, oh, now I want to watch it for that, too. Like, what music did she use? No, I really love the music in this film, actually. I don't know, like, any... I think they're all Persian songs, so I think I don't know any of them, either. Let me right? see. Um, oh, maybe there's some, like, new wave in that scene where there's dancing. There's, like, one, I think there's, like, one new wave type band. But they're not, like, true, like, they have a new wave sound, but, like, they're from, like, this decade. Type oh, of thing. okay, okay. So, like, mostly music is, like, still from recent times. It's just, like, has a very retro sound to it. Yeah. Which I think is just, like, fits in with this kind of ambiguous time period that goes throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Wait, I didn't know this. Wait, hold on. That's so cute. Arash um, wrote one of the songs. What? Yeah. And you like, oh, wait, no, it's a different Arash. Wait, there's more than one Arash, yeah. The character Arash, his actor's name is Arash. But no, another Arash wrote the song track. <laughs> Lots of Arashes. We could play the one song, the yeah. first song in the movie. Yeah, play it. It's like a very techno sound. Okay. A lot of the songs are techno. Yeah, I love it. It's like totally my vibe. So good. So this is called Dancing Girls, Suite 304 Demo by Farah. Huh. So this was the, the first song in the movie. And I think the beginning is such a good, like, I don't know. It was so fun to, like, mm. first hear it. That's definitely because um, one of my friends' name is Farah. I feel like she would love this this movie. Um, this is, like, from... Shout out to Farah. I think this is, it's from 2007. This song. Oh really? So, yeah, it sounds oh, super. Old. It sounds super old, but it's it's very recent. So yeah, there's also like a lot of like cool little Iranian songs. In yeah, this movie too. No, it's just like a cool mix of like Iranian uh, indie music, I guess. Which I wonder if all the artists are like don't live in Iran because I know music is not like um, a big thing in Iran. It's actually like. Um, kind of against Islam to, like, have, like, popular music. I think, like, there are artists that exist, but, like, it's not, like, a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I actually, when I first started watching the movie, I was like, oh, is this, like, should be Iran, like, pre-Iranian revolution type of thing? Like, Mm. that's what I first thought, but, like, I still, yeah. (laughs) I don't think so. I think it's, maybe it's, like, maybe just, like, a, a... just like a world that doesn't exist iran yeah yeah i think it's like quote-unquote iran yeah like this made-up kind of version of just like because i think like around before the revolution or after the revolution there would have been too much like political presence like and i feel like if it happened now like that could make sense especially in like a ghost town quote-unquote yeah um but i also feel like it's like a fake ghost town like a world of its own it really is a world of its own but yeah okay so this was very like relaxing this is like therapy for us guys. Mm-hmm. i know i was such a good movie i'm very glad that i watched yes. it i you know i love 
sharing movies, so it just makes me so happy that you loved it so much. I know, you're always sharing movies. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched it, and I, like, had the same reaction where I was like, wow, that's, like, one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Yeah, and like, I, I don't even think it's a very, like, obvious way that it's the best movie, because no. it's not, like... I was like, oh, like, after watching it, like, I was like, wow, this is, that was amazing. That yeah. was the best thing I've ever seen. But, like, it's so, like, quiet and mm-hmm. and simple. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't really, like, come off that way at first. Nah, but it's the best. It's very good. It's so good. All right. I love that it was Iranian, too. Like, I know. It was such, like, a, you don't see that, like, ever. I don't know. Like, obviously, you have to watch Iranian films yeah. to, like, get that. But, like, that kind of story, I feel like, is. I've only seen in like Western interpretations, mm. or, like American interpretations. So yeah, nice change. Nice change. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's interesting too, especially because since it was made outside of Iran and doesn't have to like adhere to the Iranian film board, it mm. like takes Iranian culture into a freer world where like sex can be discussed, where women cannot can not have scars around their hair heads. Um, so it's like it's it's just like Iranian film outside of Iran, and it's like. It makes it, like, a lot more adventurous and, like, shows the significance of Iranian cinema even outside of Iran. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. How do we normally end these things? <laughs> so, usually we share our outfits, but we're not going right. to... I mean, we'll think about it if we want to know something for this one. It could be fun to, like... Yeah. Be, like, Arash or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, give, like, a James Dean look or just if you have a, a black and white striped Then... We might. Well, you you'll see. Well, you should you'll... definitely dress up as the girl then, because you have the hair. I have to find the right shirt. Mm. I used to have a shirt like that, but I don't anymore. I'll go to I'll go to Goodwill. I'm sure Goodwill has a shirt. I could like dress that. up as Ati. You could. With like a little scarf and yeah. a trench coat. That'd be, That'd be cute. You could also be Saeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or no, you could be um, Shada. Okay. You could definitely be Shada. Um, okay. But anyway, so you'll see if we dress up. I think yeah. that'd be fun. And other than that, with great aesthetic comes great responsibility. I am Emma. I'm Antonella. Oh, I forgot what we usually do. We usually shout out a couple of people. Oh. We usually say thank you, WTVU. Thank you, Sienna, our lovely editor slash uploader now. Um, And just thank you to people who are listening. We get that, like, life gets started, but it's always nice to, like, see somebody's heard our voices, you know? <laughs> it's a nice reminder. All right. Bye. Bye.